0: Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. If you're like me, you're living a good life, but you're striving for something more, something better, learning and growing, trying to improve and uplevel your life, your business, your health. From goals to habits, productivity to time management, and a whole lot of growth mindset in between, Look no further for positive solutions for your life than here to help you transform from the inside out so you can truly live the life you desire. Welcome back to another Wednesday episode where this month we're talking about communication barriers and what to do about them. We have already discussed assumptions, avoidance and distractions. So if you missed those, go back and listen to the last two Wednesday episodes. This week, we're talking about defensiveness. So what is the definition of defensiveness? Defensiveness is a self-protective, impulsive, emotional response to feeling criticized or attacked in a situation or conversation. Defensiveness can be characterized by denying responsibility, blaming others to avoid negative feelings about yourself. Making excuses or fishing for excuses so that your partner will back off. Counterattacking by shifting the focus of negative attention from yourself onto the other person. So how can this defensiveness be a barrier to communication? Well, it is a barrier in communication because when a person feels unjustly accused, criticized, or attacked, it shuts down communication. They often will fight back by making excuses and pushing the blame on the other person. The problem isn't me, it's you. That kind of talk. This creates a cycle of misunderstandings and can escalate into conflicts, which can lead to more problems such as contempt and resentment. Defensiveness brings out excuses, which sends messages to the other person that you really don't take them seriously. You are essentially blowing them off. You don't wanna take personal responsibility for your actions or your words which might lead the other person to not trusting you. When a person becomes defensive in a conversation, often they stop listening. Instead, they are reacting to the words of the other person, often negatively, by getting upset or anxious, which makes it really hard to listen to what they're trying to say or what their message really is. I don't know about you, but I've been in conversations where I'm trying to express myself and the other person like latches on to a certain word or a couple words and won't let it go. And you can tell that they are not hearing the rest of the conversation. They're just focused on those words. And then they come back at you with what you said about those words. And there we go. Defenses are up defensiveness can come out in different ways, especially when we use you statements, because these are often the critical or hostile. For example, did you take out the trash like you said you would? That sounds kind of critical, doesn't it? Calling somebody out on something that they said they were going to do probably will bring out some defensiveness in someone. Or you statements can sound a lot like blaming and telling someone what they should do or not do. You always leave your clothes all over the house. Why can't you pick up after yourself? I don't know about you, but when I hear these statements like this, these you statements, I tend to put up my defenses. i put my fighting armor on. I grab my bag full of spears, which are examples of other times when that person did something wrong and I'm ready to fight back. I'm ready to sling out all of the things that they did wrong. Defensiveness? I think so. A similar statement of you have to, or you will, or you shouldn't feel that way, which Is commanding or ordering can also bring out defensiveness in a person. Yes, but statements are often seen as argumentative, resulting in a defensive or attacking response from the other person. When you say yes, but you are basically ignoring what was just said and then saying what you want to say or showing them how they are wrong by objecting to what they said. It basically throws out what they just said and is often interpreted as the other person is wrong and you are right. Causing defensiveness? I think so. A person can also get defensive if they perceive that what a person is saying is in conflict with their body language. These are often referred to as double messages. A double message has two meanings that contradict one another. Often what is said contradicts the body language or what the person is doing. For example, has someone ever asked you what's wrong or what's the matter? And you respond, nothing, while slamming the kitchen cupboard door? I have numerous times their question of what's the matter or what's wrong and you say nothing but your body response and your tone is negative and it's and it's fighting mode that's a double message we communicate a lot through our expressions and tone a mere squint can communicate i doubt that even as we're saying yeah that sounds right and also watch your sarcasm Sarcasm is a surefire way to ignite defensiveness and create a conflict. So what can you do about it? How can you have a more positive, interactive conversations in your relationships? Well, first, take responsibility for your role in the situation. What did you do? What could you have done better or differently? It's okay to admit that you screwed up. I've done it numerous times. Everyone screws up once in a while. Admit it. Take responsibility for it. And move on. Accept the other person's feelings as valid. It could be simple as, you're right. I could have been more aware of how exhausted you were. What you are saying makes more sense now. Tell me more. You're." Accepting what the other person is feeling, it goes back to that active listening and acknowledging another person's feelings, the meaning that they're trying to portray to you. Another way you could have more positive communication is to think about what is your goal when you are communicating about an issue or a conflict? Do you want to resolve it? Or do you want to keep it going? What is more important, the argument or the relationship? Think about this before you enter in a conversation. When you're talking about a hard issue or a a conflict that you might be having that you want to address, what is the end result that you want? More fighting or some sort of resolution to the issue? Is the relationship more important or you being right? Another one is to open your ears before you open your mouth. So this is, again, really listening to what the other person is saying and how they are feeling, using active listening and other positive communication practices discussed in previous episodes to create that sense of I'm listening. I really want to understand what you're telling me, and I honor your feelings. Take a deep breath. Pause before you speak to ensure that you're calm, your body responses are more open to hearing and listening. Instead of you statements, use I statements. This allows you to complain without blaming and you're also expressing a positive need. So for example, you could say, I get frustrated when the toilet seat is left up as I don't like falling in the toilet in the middle of the night when I go use the bathroom. I would like the toilet seat to be put down. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not really... Complaining in a negative way, I'm stating facts about how I feel and what I want. Take a look at your most common problems that cause conflict in your relationship. Now, really be honest when you're looking about, when you're thinking about this, there are themes in conflicts, there are themes in your arguments and when you fight. Look at what is the real problem that's underneath what is being said. I often, say it is what's behind the issue or what's behind the question, and talk about that. Often, the there's a theme, a general theme to reoccurring complaints. For me, I often complain about not having any help doing the housework, you know, cleaning and cooking. I often complain about how much TV is being watched, especially sports, because there's always something on football, basketball, and it's on a lot at night, but that's what my family likes to watch as well. And I often complain about, you know, my husband not being around, but he's, we farm and he's planting and he's harvesting and he's working really long hours during those seasons. But what's the real problem or issue? The real problem is always time. I miss spending time with my husband. I miss spending time just doing things with him. I want to spend more time with him. I, I want more hugs, more appreciation, more thank yous, more I love yous. But it comes down to time. We're just not spending a lot of time together. So what's beneath some of your reoccurring complaints? There's always something bigger. Also, this is a little interesting. Have a conversation with yourself in the mirror. So in a, the assumptions episode a couple of weeks ago, I discussed that often people play out scenes in their heads about what they will say and how the other person will respond and then how they're gonna respond. And it's often kind of this negative dialogue, like prepping ourselves for a fight. But I'm giving you permission now to do this in the mirror. Have that conversation that's playing out in your head out loud in the mirror and what i want you to do is to notice your body language your facial expressions and your gestures what are they communicating what is what's going on on your face how are you portraying are you scowling are you really tense you know are your words just sharp or are you communicating interest understanding That you're open to listening. How is your body projecting openness and willing to listen? Or are you tight, closed, arms crossed? And really communicating that you don't want to hear it. Are you communicating the problem is them, not you? Have that conversation in the mirror and see what you find out. How are you responding to that person in the mirror? So communication is key in any relationship. So I've hoped that you found one idea in today's episode that you can try, whether it is taking personal responsibility, acknowledging and accepting another person's feelings, determining the goal you want to have for the conversation, listening first before speaking, using I statements and getting to the root cause or just having that conversation with yourself in the mirror. We have numerous opportunities every single day to try different or new ways to communicate our thoughts and feelings to others for a more productive conversation. If something isn't working, try something else. Be aware and mindful of the tactics that create more barriers and practice strategies for improved, more interactive and positive communication in your relationships. Thank you for listening. Next week, we continue the discussion on communication barriers and what to do about them with the topic of fear. Have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value insights and something that resonated with you in today's show. If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live while you're there. Would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform. And let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.